Clear to Close is brought to you in part by KYST 920 AM, serving Houston's Hispanic community since 1983. Empower. Educate. Connect. This is Charles Villafaña, and on today's episode of Clear to Close, we're spotlighting Alan Hernandez, broker-owner of White Picket Realty. From the KYST 920 AM studios in Houston, Texas, this is Clear to Close. Hey guys, we're in studio today and I have Alan Hernandez, broker owner of White Picket Realty. Um, he's been in the industry for how long now? This will be my 14th year. 14 years. Let's hop right into it. What made you get into real estate? Wow. Uh, what made me get into real estate? Man, my, my story goes back literally to to like the day that I arrived here in the United States, yeah. man. I, I, I still remember that day. Uh, I mean, and you know, like sometimes it's just fate, yeah. you know, like. Like I remember getting off, getting off of the airplane with, with my mom who gets off and says, you're getting ready to see stuff that you've never seen before. And she was totally right. Like to me, we had like transported into like the future, right? Yeah. I was five years old. And she's like, but one day you're going to get a chance to have everything you see for yourself. You'll That's have amazing, yeah. everything, including a house with a white picket fence. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's Fast awful. forward 20 years, 25 years, and I own a company called White Picket Realty. That's amazing. Yeah. So you, you said you came over here. Where'd you come from? Uh, so, so born in Mexico. Okay. Born in Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara. Uh, my mom came here as a student, and then she decided, hey, things are a little better over here than over there, and, and we've just, we've never left, man. We've been here since. That's awesome. She married a German, so I was, I was raised half German, half Mexican, uh, we, we had bratwurst and fajitas during weekend parties. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> That's, man. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And the one thing that we can agree with, like Mexicans and Germans can all agree on drinking beer. So we, <laughs> we did a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So being in the industry, everyone thinks they can be a broker. Yeah. Give me some truth there. Can everyone do it? And can anyone do it? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Everyone does think they can be a broker. Yeah. And, and so I, I got my license so I started practicing in 2006, like as soon as I graduated college. And, and, and I did that mainly because the offers that I was getting outside of, of that, yeah. of, of starting my own or doing my own thing, were just, just miserable. I, I was like, man, why did I do five, six years of college if I was going to come out and just make a starting income? Like it didn't make sense to me. And, and I came from a sales background. I mean, by, by the time I graduated college, I had sold everything. I had had you know sold jewelry when I was sixteen. Uh, I mean, you name it. I've I've done every sales job possible, down to like Cutco, you know, like like everything, you know. And 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 I knew I was good at it, and I had a passion for houses. So I started just reading books, and 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 really, it just captivated me. And before I knew it, I was knocking on doors. I was asking people to sell me their houses, and I somehow thought I was going to buy them, even though I didn't have a dime to my name. Right. Wow. Uh, I remember one sweet, sweet old lady. I, I'm, I'm still not quite sure if she was like all there or not because she like opened the door and she was like, yeah, 
I'll sell my house. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, it's what do I do now? <laughs> are, are, are you sure? <laughs> uh, she did, man. She sold her house. Uh, we we did a we did a contract on like a random piece of paper that she had on the table. It could even be in the napkin for all I remember. And and she was like, all right, well, you know, when are we closing? And I was like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. So, so it was just door knocking, put it in the. That's how I did it. That was like, my first deal. I, I got on a contract. I, I resold it. I resold that contract to another yeah. investor, and I did my first quote unquote wholesale deal. Yeah. Um, when I got into the business, that's all I did. I started wholesaling houses with an investment company here, and I was about seven, eight years into the business before I said, you know what? I actually don't like the way this business operates, so I'm going to try to create something on my own. Yeah. And. My choices were go out and buy a franchise and, and, and you know, everything kind of comes in a box yeah, and, and, it, boxes, and yeah. it helps, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I can see that being helpful, but I, I was, I was just taught to, you know, think outside the box and do things that other people couldn't or wouldn't or couldn't do or wouldn't be willing to do. So I just thought, well, you know, the only thing I can really do is just start my own. Exactly. Yeah. Had I known how difficult it really is, I may have done something differently. At that point, because nobody, I mean, nobody tells you this, like, right? Like when yeah. you're going to go open a business, they're like, do it. You know, you tell your family, hey, I want to open up my business. And they're like, you got to do it. And, it's, and that's great because you, you need that support. Yeah, you need the support. Yeah. But not a lot of people actually say, hey, how are you really going to do this? Like, do you have the money? Do you have the know-how? Do you have the skills to actually run and operate a business? Because that was the biggest brick that hit me when we first opened up. It was like. Boom, you have a business, now you have a space, or, or boom, you have a business, you have a space, and now you have employees, and there's this like slew of responsibility that just like steamrolls you sometimes. It's and you're like automatic overhead just sitting over you. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and then take care of your employees. You have to take care of everyone. And, and everyone. I can only imagine the stress, the amount of just weight on your back, making sure everything works properly. Well, you were telling me you had the opportunity to buy a big box, they give you all the infrastructure, so you had to create all that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And 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 one of the best things that I think happened to to me along the way was being part of of big organizations like NAREP. I mean, yeah. I have a lot to thank NAREP for because NAREP introduced me to other very successful brokers that now I, I mastermind with. And instead of going out and, and having to buy and pay royalties for the rest of my life, I now get a chance to have created my own and save that money on those royalties. And maybe wow. eventually, which is really the goal of White yeah. Picket, is to continuously branch out, franchise, and and then I make the royalties. Yeah, so you're becoming the big brand. Yeah. You're going to say, hey, you want everything. We have it already set up. It's proven. It's already done. Give me a royalty. And really, that's what we've developed, man, over yeah. the years. I mean, we, we didn't see that at yeah. first, but that's what we've developed. We, we went from – so we went from just – buying houses because that's really what I specialized in, right? The investment market. It's the investment market, the investment part of the business. So helping sellers in tough situations is what we used to call it. Helping people who really needed to sell fast or maybe they had something that they couldn't sell anywhere else. So we'd reach out to real estate agents who would would only list you know, beautiful houses and they'd, <laughs> and, and they'd come across one that was a hoarder house and be like, Hey, Alan, I don't, you know, I'm never going to sell this thing on the market. Can you buy it? And we'd come in, we'd close on it, fix it up, resell it. Okay. Or, and, and, and in most cases, even give that listing back to that agent who brought it to us. That's awesome. So they were happy. We were happy. We got a deal and, 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 and everyone made money. Along the way, we realized we were leaving money on the table, 
by not having those agents literally directly work for us. Yeah. Working in-house. A working in-house. So that's when we went from an investment brokerage to a full service real estate brokerage and our agents decided to go out and start not just helping sellers, but also helping buyers and one in one married with the other. That's awesome. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. So you're, you're telling me that you have these agents. How many agents do you have in, in, in right now? So so we just trimmed the tree Okay. and I'll, and I'll tell you all about trimming the tree. <laughs> And, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't know this when we first started the business. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've had to learn the hard way. Okay. But trimming the tree is something that we now do every end of the year. And, and, and we have specific standards that agents need to meet by being part of our brokerage. And that's okay. how we maintain quality. And that's how we just make sure that people are doing what they committed to doing. If you tell me you're going to come in and you're going to crush it this year, that's great. I want to help you. I want to, I want to, make sure that you have the tools or resources and I want to hold you accountable. But if you're not the type of person that says it yeah. and does it, then I pretty much don't want to associate with you. And, and by doing that, we keep our, our, our people at a higher level of performance. And because they're surrounded by people with high level of performance, they tend to perform better overall regardless. Yeah. So uh, this year we, we ended up letting go of a few folks. And so we went from 60 to 50. To 50 and, okay. then, and then now... We're climbing back up. So like this month, we took in four more agents and, and we're being more and more selective every time we're bringing in people. That's awesome. So what do you attribute your growth to and what, what were some of the struggles you had there? Was there ever a point where, hey, I'm trying to grow this business and it, it just it slowed down and you're just stuck at a certain number yeah. and then you went over that. How'd you get over the hump? Oh, man. Um, so I, I was just telling Brandon that uh, today, Brand, Brandon sitting right here next to me, he started as my assistant. Now he operates my personal production team so nice. really like any any business that has to be handled by me for x y or z reason he handles right uh, but i was just telling him that one of the things that i didn't know when we first started building and creating this business was that you get over that hump and then you find like there's a new hump coming up right <laughs> Like, and then you, and then you're like, all right, great. I mean, I'm going to climb this mountain and you get over that one. And there's like this much higher hump that you're now see that you have to overcome. Yeah. It's, it's like everyone, every, everyone thinks that they can go from point A to point B in a straight line. Yeah. Owning a business that doesn't happen. No. Give, give me some, some, some truth there. What, what was some of the things that just stumped you and said, Hey, let me take a step back, recalibrate, and then go forward. Man, I got to tell you. So, so I've been in this scenario and this is, this is the thing that. I, I think social media really screws everybody up on this, right? Because mm-hmm. what do we do on social media naturally? Like we go, on, we go on social media and we tell people about how amazing things are, how great our day is, and for good reason. Because when you have like a negative friend, you normally want to unfriend that person. Wait, right? you, so you don't want negativity in your circle. Nobody wants negativity in their circle. Exactly. So I, I get it. I understand it. At the same time, we don't actually see the truth behind someone who's building a business and, and people who, who, who are struggling to get there. And I don't think I've ever seen someone who's really successful not have to struggle. I mean, that, that, that's not real. But, yeah. but you don't get a chance to really see that. That's yeah. not something that you want to share. Yeah. So normally when you walk up to an entrepreneur and you say, how's business? Even if they've had the worst month of their life. It's great. Business is great. Yeah. That's the answer that Always. you get. You can't, you can't have people know that you're struggling. You don't yeah. put that on social media. You don't say, hey, it's been the worst month of my life. Yes. Everything you have to perceive and say, it, I'm doing great. Yes. And so yeah, I understand so, that part. So, so I, I, will, I will preface by saying that I 
have been in the situation like late at night where I flat out can't sleep. Like, like no sleep, sweat, you know, and wondering how the heck am I going to make payroll this next quarter? Because we've just had a bad month. We've come with like, for example, I can tell you that after Harvey, man, we went through a rough time. Like our office was flooded. We didn't have a place to, to, to be at. We still had to make rent payments. Like that was just because it flooded didn't mean we could yeah, have to it's pay. Your spot. We yeah. still had to make rent payments at that place. We couldn't have business there. People didn't want to buy or sell. Everyone was freaking out. So we, we had the office out of the Denny's. And I remember like waking up at like six o'clock, five o'clock in the morning and, and saying, How the heck are we gonna make it? Like, I don't know. Maybe we're gonna have to shut down, you know? Wow. And and so and every once in a while I can't, you know, that that's just part of it. Now I've gotten to the point where I understand that when we go through one of those lulls, it's just a matter of time. And as long as we're in action, things are going to be okay. Yeah. Right. But when you first get started, when you first get started, I mean, I remember in 2012, 2013, we were just launching, we were just getting things up and going and we'd run into those scenarios. And it was, I mean, it felt like the end of the world, you know, like you, you, you don't, you don't know who to talk to, what to say, what to, like, are you really going to approach your friend and be like, man, I, I, my business is really, really struggling. I'm having a really hard time sleeping. We as guys normally don't do that. And no. as business owners, it's not something that you really want to share. And, and, and so one of the things that helped me through all of that, through all that processing is, is that masterminding that we started doing, yeah. man, that's been powerful for us. Because that's good. That's awesome. So, so you're getting together with other these these other business owners that are successful. They've gone through these situations. Probably been in the business just as long or a little bit longer than you. And you're like, how'd you handle this? And, yeah. And, and and that helps you. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That that's been magical. So, like for example, last uh, was it like last month that we had uh, that we had some people come in. So so last month we had uh, friends of ours, friends of ours, another another broker owner from Dallas that we met in San Diego, right? Like, yeah. this is how, like, crazy this world is. So we meet these people in San Diego, and we, and we fall in love with them. They're amazing people. They're been, they've been in the business 30, 35 years. And, and through, through all of this whole, like, uh, craziness that's happened here in Houston with, like, houses flooding and everything, we end up buying a flooded house, too. And we moved into it. We sell our house. We, we move into a, a, a quote-unquote flood house, mm-hmm. but it has a guest house. So now it's allowing us to have people come over and stay with us. That's amazing. And, and the, the, the beautiful part about that is we had the, this, this broker couple, uh, we call them a power couple, because they, they both work doing the same thing. They support each other. They, 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 they build each other. And, and they came over. They stayed with us for a week. And one of the things that they did is they sat in on my board meeting, on my business meeting, and took notes. Like they just sat there and took notes. And at the end, they were like, you're doing this, you're doing that. You could do this, you could do that. This is what you should do. This is what you can do. Boom, implement it Ah, and things change. That's amazing. But you have to be vulnerable to that. You have to be willing to let someone literally critique you. Criticism, you have to be able to be criticized. And that's how we grow. That's how we grow ourselves. We we can't move forward if we're not allowed to, if we don't let someone tell us, hey, try doing this instead of that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. I can understand it. That's amazing. Yeah, man, that that was really powerful. And you know, I I, I was telling uh, I was telling my business partner uh, Jabron because he runs all of the operations for the yeah. brokerage. And and I was saying, I was telling him when we started this brokerage, we didn't know what it was take what it was going to take from us. Like we didn't know we didn't know that we were going to have to work minimum twelve hours a day. 
that like like that was that wasn't in the manual. Yeah, you know, and and there's no eight hour there, shift. Flat out, there was no manual, <laughs> so we didn't know what was going to have to be in, in on it. Like now, I get friends who 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 come up to me and they're like, hey. I'm getting ready to start this business venture, or, or I, I get a lot of the. I'm getting ready to start flipping houses because you know that that's yeah. what I do, and that's what I I help yeah. other people do that. And, and 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 I'm like the first thing I'm always like, hey, is this is this like a hobby or a business for you? Are you yeah. gonna are you gonna really do this? At, are you gonna have to live from this, or are you just looking to like make an extra dime here and there? Yeah. Because if that's the case, cool, you know, by all means, do it. But if this is like how you plan on living like if this is going to pay your food and your kids school then we should sit down and talk about what you're getting ready to go through so that you can be mentally prepared for that it's creating a business plan yeah you have to have something written down you have to have a path because if you don't have a path you're just going to wander around in the woods aimlessly yeah you're not going to know which way is north south east or west you're just going to be doing circles yeah and that's that's awesome uh that's something that a business owner like yourself you're saying hey you have to have this this written path and know exactly what you want to go for. And you want to have your goals laid out. Mm-hmm. So you're not just working five hours, six hours a day when you should be working 10, 12 hours a day. Oh, there's no doubt about it, man. And so like, like I still hang out with my college fraternity friends once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And and they all have these awesome, cushy, you know, nine to five or nine to three jobs. And, and it'll be like 7 or 8 p.m. And I'll get like an important email yeah. or I'll get like the next greatest deal on earth. And somebody's texting me about it. And I'm like, hey, hang on a second. I got to walk over here and take this <laughs> phone call, you know. And they're like, dude, when do you stop working? And the truth is when, when you own a business and, and, and this, this applies to really anyone in real estate, it's not really it's not really a job, man. It's a lifestyle. Like you choose to live this lifestyle and you, and you just take the the – you take the good parts of it, which a lot of it means freedom to do really whatever you want. Yep. But at the same time, you're limited because even when I was in Colombia on the beach, if someone would have called me with the next greatest deal on earth that you I was going to buy and flip or resell or, yeah. or, or renovate or, or the next best listing or whatever it was, or maybe it was like an agent that wanted to join my team, I was going to take that call. Of course. You have I to be, was gonna take you have that to be there because you, know? you, you have to make sure that people know that you're accessible. Yeah. In this business, we have to be accessible. No matter what time it is, I was talking to another real estate friend of ours. She was, uh, we were, we were on the phone at ten o'clock at night. She's getting messages. I'm like, who's, who's, who's sending you a message? Yeah. The client. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and clients expect that, by the way. Yeah. That's what's do. crazy. So, so part, part of like what, what a lot of the gurus teach in this business is tell your clients what your limitations are. And I get that. Like, I, I, I want to tell my clients, hey, don't text me or call me at, you know, after seven or eight p.m. because yeah. that's when I'm spending time with my family. Exactly. Right. Yeah. However. If they're closing the next day, if there if there's something yeah. that something that is really important, you have to be there for them. You do, and and if you're not there for them, how can you actually ask for their referral business? They won't feel comfortable. No. So so I mean it's it's just part of it. We've just learned to accommodate for it now because my wife is also in the business. She understands it. She mm-hmm. knows. But when we first started, I was I was in real estate and she was a teacher. And man, that was hard. Yeah. Like that was difficult. We, she didn't see it the, the same way. Yeah. Because she'd come home, she'd come home at like at five, right? And I'd come home like at seven, and 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 I would still like be cranking away text messages and emails and stuff. And she's like, "When do you stop?" I'm like, "No, I, we I don't. don't. We yeah. don't. We don't stop. We don't stop." You know? Yeah. But you know the the. On the other hand, man, it's allowed us to do some really, really amazing things. I See, mean, that's cool. I, if if I hadn't done what I've what I'd done, I, the the brokerage wouldn't be where it's at, or I wouldn't I wouldn't even really be able to have a brokerage. And that's 
that kind of brings me back to your original question. Can everybody start their own <laughs> brokerage? So I get this all the time, and, and, and it usually comes from, from agents who are either very successful at being an agent mm -hmm. or not successful at all, and they think the grass is greener on the, the other, other side, side right? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I've, that I've learned is that it never is. It's never greener on the other side. Uh, but, but I never want to stop someone from pursuing their dreams. So when I have someone that tells me, hey, I want to go out and be a broker or I want to go out and start my own brokerage, my answer is do, do it. it. Like, that's what you want to do, do it. Just know that this was kind of, for me, this, this is my Ferrari. Like, yeah. I, I built it. I paid for the parts. And the parts are extremely expensive. And they're hard to find. And it's a pain in the butt. And once you get it going, it's fast. It's awesome. It takes you where you want to go. It's, it, it, you know, it makes all the sounds you want to hear. And it has a bunch of buttons that you can press. But until you put it all together and can afford every part, it's going to be a climb. And it's going to be a bear. And you got to be willing to put up with that. Yeah, you got to be willing to put in the hard work. We, we, we work hard now. Or you as a broker, you're working hard now. So essentially at one point in your life, you can step away and just let the machine run. So that, that's, uh, that was the, the beautiful part uh, on, in this last vacation that I took. This was my first vacation that, yes, I would have taken the call, mm -hmm. but I didn't have to take the call. You had everything in place. I had everything in place where, where nothing that went wrong couldn't have been dealt with, you know, with, with either me there or with, without me there. Yeah, so there's, just, there's no handled. fire that couldn't be put out. Yeah, it was, it was that, perfect, man. That's peace of mind right there. It is. And, and that takes time. It's not, for everyone listening, that doesn't happen overnight. No. Um, how long has it taken you to grow your business where it's at now? Well, look, I, I started the brokerage in 2012. Um, we hit, I can count, realistically, four real dead ends throughout okay. that process. Okay. Right? It's 2019 now. So do the math. That's, you know, every other year we've hit a complete dead end or something that really has stumped us. Yeah. One of those things that you didn't know you didn't know. It's just a stall. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and so I can say that the path that we're on right now, what we've created and, and what we've achieved really has a, can be attributed to the last three years worth of, worth of work. That's cool. So even though we've been in business, since 2012, the last three years are the most meaningful for us because that's when things started to make sense for us uh, on, on how we were going to go out and help people. And what really changed, I can tell you that there was a defining moment when we went from being a, a barely making it business to a business that really made sense uh, was us sitting down and putting everything that we saw in terms of our vision in writing. And then sharing that vision with everyone around us. See, that's huge. So, so what happened was people around us, because they didn't agree with that vision, left. But the, on the other hand, other people were attracted to us because we yeah. shared that, yeah. right? So, so like for example, one of the things we're, we're releasing to, to our agents and the public, because everything that we give our agents is also public, it, are, are the WPR8, the Eight things that we stand for, the things that we agree to abide by, but to live, to live by, to, 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 to do within you know, our lives, our businesses, and our community. I love that. What are they? 
Oh well, well you, you gotta wait. You gotta go. You gotta you gotta wait. They're getting ready. They're getting ready to be released. I can't I can't give everything to you. Uh, that, was a, that was a tricky question. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The people that choose to live by mm-hmm. that, the people that that choose to to stand for those things, they're they're gonna be they're, those people get recognition amongst our organization, right? Those yeah. people, you you'll be able to know who stands for those things by just simply looking at their lapel pin. That's awesome. Just, just simple things, right? And the people that choose not to live by those, they will weed themselves away. Yeah. And, and we learned, you know, in the last years of hidden and missing and, and trial and error that it's okay when the people don't, that don't agree with you yeah. just separate from you. Yeah, it, it's always okay to part ways. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's good. I love it, man. It's it's. That's a lot of great information, and it's, I can't believe it's already been 23 I'm minutes. To, I'm trying to, like, pour as much as I can. I know no, we don't have no, much. No, we're good, we're good, we're good. Uh, <laughs> um, so one final question for you. Um, if you could give one big, huge chunk, like one, something you learned from one of your masterminds to our listeners that are like, hey, I, I love this show. I'm, I'm ready to jump at the bit. Yeah. What's the first thing they should do? Well, it depends what they're trying to jump into, right? If, if they're going to jump into – being in real estate full time, being being an agent, um, or or just being an investor, buying yeah. houses to to flip or buying houses to rent out, I, I feel like there's a big push for that. There's a big push to either get your license or start investing in real estate. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's not. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it and I almost feel like it it comes to everyone real late in the game. Like 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 a lot of the clients that I get are like mid fifties to like late 60s and 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 they're like now ready to take the plunge and now ready to start trying to do something for themselves right but they've been building someone else for the last 30 to 40 years and 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 now are getting to the point where they can finally have that here's what i would say that i've taken from my masterminds and 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 something that i tell anyone that approaches me with with this intent is do it now while you can just don't complain about the hard work that you're going to have to put into it. And, and, and if there's anything else I could add to that is find other people that are also doing it through it and share. Because the times that I've been up at night that I couldn't sleep, that I couldn't, that I couldn't think of how I was going to solve some problem or get through this next portion or, or, or you know, get to the next level, the, the one and only thing that's really helped me get to that next level is sharing with other people and getting feedback, getting feedback from them, masterminding, getting it to, getting to the point where, okay, I know that other people have gone through this or are going through it, and we can help each other out, building that community around you. See, Man, that's, that's a, been priceless. That's an amazing nugget right there. For everyone listening, that right there should be something you write down, keep in a book, and, and go back and reflect on. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming into the studio. Uh, it's been a great conversation. I've You've got me pumped up. I want to go start investing or go get my license. I'm, I'm, I'm asking some few questions afterwards. You should, man. Get yeah. your license. Get your license. Uh, but but thank you for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I love the idea of the show. I hope that whatever I've shared helps someone out there, helps inspire someone into taking the plunge. Do it. Put your time into it now. And if you do it right, there's a good chance that you can come out ahead. And go. worst case scenario, you gave it a shot. There you go. Yeah. One last thing. Give me where can people reach you? Oh, uh, perfect. So uh, Alan at teamwpr.com is the best way to reach me. That's A L A N at Team 
WPR.com stands for White Picker Realty. Awesome.com. And of course, my cell phone number, which is 832-798-2568. Everyone has my cell phone number. It rings all the time. So if I don't pick up, you can always text me there and I will always get back. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you. A new episode of Clear to Close is released every Wednesday. Subscribe to the show by searching for Clear to Close on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Clear to Close Podcast. For more information on how to be a guest or sponsor, visit www.cleartoclosepodcast.com.